All right, guys, how's everybody doing? What I want to just kind of really get into tonight is one of our flagship products I think you can never know enough of is, is IUL, um, Index Universal Life. And, you know, I talked about orientation last week is what are the three things that we specialize in, like, as a company? Like, in terms of our services, like, they all kind of cater around three specific things that are really valuable. What are they? Taxes, principal protection, and lifetime income. That's right. So, to the untrained mind, when they hear, like, oh, life insurance, like, sounds really boring, right? You know, like, right now, like... Jessica, Jessica just did her first three schools, and we just she's been. Has that been keeping you busy? Yeah. Right, we're helping out school teachers, man. Right, mm -hmm. and they're coming out left and right. And as a result of that, we're going to do life business. We're going to do some rollovers. We're going to do some things on side of that, on top of the four hundred three Bs. So you got to know that, right? But that's just one of the things, that, the very things that we do, right? And so what I'm telling you is, you, you'll niche something whether you're going to work with school teachers, whether you're going to work with business owners, whether you're going to build an agency, right? Whether you're going to just be a personal producer, or you're going to be like for me, I was like, I want to do all the above because it's my craft. That's what I love to do, right? Now you don't have to be that way, but what you really want to be, what everyone needs to be specialized. Like in the Marine Corps, we say whether you did supply and you drove trucks, or you know you worked on computers. Every Marine was a rifleman, right? Man or, man or woman, you, you had to know how to shoot a weapon and qualify from 200, 300, 500 yards. If you couldn't do that, you can't be a Marine. You can't even, you know, they wouldn't allow you to do it. So that was something that we all had. In our business, every person should be able to go out there and produce on their own. Every person should be able to go out there and, and sit with the family and be like, so Anthony, what do you do, man? You should be able to give a really articulate presentation and be like, let me break that down for you. And with confidence and conviction you know that's what's going to attract people to you that's what's going to allow you to go out there and build because there's going to be you're going to recruit by default that's my point people are going to be like how where'd you learn this at man right oh this is my company does right i want to know that stuff right i want to do something like this how do you get paid doing this right so you'll know you know so one of our flagship vehicles is index universal life right also known as iul so we're going to cover that and I want to have some time to go into mindset, right? So I'll, I'll probably keep you guys here to about 845 ish 850, because I want you to walk out here tonight with some really unique perspective. So let's get right into it. So one of the, um, one of the biggest things, and make fact, I have this here for a reason, right? I see some people have it, is getting, getting your materials, right? Is getting out in the field, these are the tools that you need with you, right? When I go out on a field train appointment, I got this, I believe, at Office Depot for like 15 bucks, okay? I recommend black. We always use yellow, right? Not white paper. Yellow, for some reason, it catches the eye. Okay, it really does. And I learned that from a top producer in a practice company. So I always use yellow paper because it catches the eye. I was like, oh, this dude's making a hundred thousand a month, so he's right, <laughs> right? So, and I've always used it. So has Doggo. You know, I get these pads uh, at Office Depot. I get something with a calculator. You could also get. Um, get a financial app. There's a financial calculator app uh, that you can get in the app store. It's called uh, BII. It's like $4.95. So you can, pro you can project future interest, you know. If someone's like, well, Jen, if I save 500 bucks a month for 30 years and average is 8%, what does that mean for me? Oh, here you go. Obviously, once you get licensed, we have business cards that you'll get. 
Um, and in here, you want something that has, I always carry at least three black pens. Get good pens, right? And get something where, obviously the presentation chain, we're updating it, but we, we laminate our presentation, right? So you have it on here, and of course in here I have, um, I have associate membership agreements. You should always have three on you. And I just have marketing materials. So I have a few illustrations um, that you should have on you at all times. Just things that are simple because if you don't have Wi-Fi or whatever, you can do business on the spot. So we'll go more in detail of that, but for starters, like for a notebook, you should always get at least a five-star notebook or something that's that you're not going to lose. I don't recommend taking notes. I've seen people come in, they take notes on these, right? You lose these, these trash, right? The notes that you take now, I promise you, you will probably pull this notebook out five years from now and you'll train your you'll train your office on that. You're like, I took these notes five years ago. They're just as good five years ago as they are today, right? And I'm gonna do a presentation just on that. So you wanna be very copious in note taking, right? Is when you come here, the etiquette that you wanna show up here is obviously is you wanna leave all challenges out the door. Right? You wanna bring any negativity if you had a bad day, you know, and you still show up, I applaud you for that. You know, because a big part of what you're going to learn in this game that we'll talk about later on is your emotions, right? The biggest, I think the biggest obstacle to most people's success by far is not the product knowledge, it's managing their emotions, right? People are possessed by their emotions. They, you know, people only do things based on how they feel. Oh, I wasn't feeling good, so I didn't show up. Oh, I feel great today, so I'm showing up, right? And write this down, but it's a, something I live by, no matter how you feel, get up, dress up, and show up. Because that says a lot about your character, right? A lot about your willpower. You know, so we will, that's something we look at too as an entrepreneur. Because the key word in entrepreneurship is independent, right? We want to be independent of a job, right? We don't, we don't depend on anybody to pay us. So if you're going to be independent, independent is not just financially. Before you get the financial independence, you first have to get the emotional independence. But you also got to understand this field and know that, well, I want to simplify it for you because when people say, so what do you guys specialize in? What is your niche? What makes you different from everybody else? Great, right? Life insurance, what is, what, are you guys just like State Farm? Right? No, my friend, right? Well, what's, what's your guys' thing? Taxes, principal protection, lifetime income. Okay, how so? Let's have a cup of coffee. I'll break it down. So let's talk about taxes. So the biggest roadblock is unnecessary taxes. So this was a slide under BPM, right? So taxation is potentially the most powerful challenge that's facing your money. You earn it, they tax it, okay? That's why if you're W-2, notice that when you're W-2, the government gets their money before you do because they tax your paycheck, right? Social Security tax, Medicare, right? Federal, state, they get you, right? You spend it, there's a sales tax. What is a sales tax here in California? And it's by county, but it's pretty much average all the same. It's about 8%, right? Sales tax is a big one, okay? You save it. Here's where a lot of people don't know they're going to get taxed, right? There's a lot of people that are not aware of the money that they've been putting for retirement. When they pull that money out, there's going to be taxes on it. And when you die, they can also tax it. So I remember Dad was saying this question, if you were a farmer, would you rather pay taxes on the seed or the harvest? Does that make sense? And what would be the answer? Seed. Why? Lots smaller. Right? It's a lot smaller. So, so this is a very important slide that I want you to write down. This is something that I've used a yellow pad of paper to explain to my clients. And it makes you look like a pro. 
right? Because it makes you like, wow, you know your stuff. And it's not difficult now. Mind you, when I first heard this, it still went over my head a lot because I was still learning the jargon, okay? So you're going to see this a lot. Um, this is the, the first half of the IUL close, so we're not going to go in total detail with it. But this is something that you needed to know. So you want to write down a piece of paper just like this. Three columns, right? Just like you see up there. And I'm going to put tax now, tax later. Also for you guys, just put deferred. So tax deferred means later. And then tax advantage. I mean, right off the bat, which name sounds better? Tax advantage. Tax advantage, okay. So when I say, I'll sit down with the client, I'll say, okay, let me just educate you on what we do. And I want you to understand how taxes work. Because most people don't understand this. And I'm telling you, most people don't understand this, right? I was talking to that guy who was a CPA. He was a CPA for a big firm. And I was like, yeah, man, this is what we teach. He's like, yeah, that's awesome, man, because I don't really, really know that stuff, right? So don't ever be thinking, like, oh, this guy's a CPA. I'm going to get slaughtered here, right? You know, most people don't know this stuff. Right? What we do with life insurance, even most agents don't know. Right? Because there's a lot of life insurance that just sell life insurance, right? We're not just life agents. Right? We have life agents. We're life agents with a, with a real advisory twist. Okay? So, write this down. So, what are the things that get taxed now? I keep it real simple. So, I say, you know, savings accounts, believe it or not. Um, savings accounts, money markets, CDs. What do CDs stand for? Certificate of deposit. Right? I like to call them certificates of depreciation because <laughs> you're earning less than inflation in those things, right? Inflation's eating that money. Okay. Um, and then I just write your stocks, mutual funds. Let's just say you have $100, right? And you put it into, say, a stock or a mutual fund. Now $100 grows to $200. How much money do we gain? 100 bucks, right? So I put $100 to it. So what taxes do you have to pay on that? Capital gains. There you go, right? Capital gains tax. Now, capital gains, there's two types of capital gains tax. Anybody remember them from the test? Right, well, capital gains tax, there's short-term and long-term. A short-term capital gains tax is someone that buys and sells a stock within the same calendar year, tax year, right? Then you have long-term capital gains, so short-term capital gains, you're taxed at ordinary income rates. So let's say you fall in 35% tax bracket and you sell a stock within the same year, that, that growth on that stock is gonna be added to your income of 35%. So you're gonna pay $35 out of that 100 bucks to Uncle Sam. Long-term capital gains tax are anything after a year. So if you've held on to something for a year, you're gonna pay about 20% long-term capital gains tax, right? Income is lower because you're holding it for longer, right? So what are the advantages of these kind of vehicles though? There's, advantage, there's pros and cons to all of them, right? So the pros are, I can earn more interest in vehicles like these, right? Like so money market cities, stocks, mutual funds, obviously same as kind you're not gonna earn that much, but they're liquid. What does liquid mean? The cash is available right there. Li liquid means I can convert to cash pretty quickly. So if I want to liquidate a stock, what's determined that I sell it, right? So I, you know, I, there has to be a buyer who's buying Coke stock and I'm going to sell my Coke stock in the marketplace the next day at whatever the value is that day, but I convert it to cash. Now I'm going to get a 1099 from Coke, right? It's called the 1099-I, right? Which means uh, when you do your taxes, make sure you give this to your tax person because you earn interest on the sale, right? So 
the tax may come in. Does that make sense? So the pros, liquidity, cons, tax drag, right? You're paying taxes. So good for short term, not so much for long term because of the taxes, right? Now, tax later, this is mostly where everybody's at, right? Now you see a lot of them up there, right? So obviously, you know, real estate growth, individual stock growth, retirement plans. I just start right with retirement plan. What's the number one retirement plan in America? 401k. 401k. Okay. Um, you also have, let's just start in the 43s, 403bs. That's what we do for teachers. You have um, 457s, okay? That's public sector. You have traditional IRAs, right? What does IRA stand for? Individual retirement account. Individual retirement account. Okay, now, something you guys should know is how much can I put into an IRA? 5,500. 5,500? 5,500, depending on your age. Yeah. Right, what age is that? What's the determining age? 60. 50. 50. Right? So, write that down. So. You can start an IRA, and right now, obviously, most, everyone's under 50 in this room. So you would put 5,500 bucks. That's what the Uncle Sam allows you to contribute. Now, what's the benefit of that? I say one tax is no. How so? What is the advantage you get? You get to deduct it from your taxes that year, right? So when you do your taxes, it'll be like, oh, I, 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 I max funded my IRA. You don't have to max fund it to get the $5,500, right? What, if you put 1,000, you deduct 1,000. If you put 500, you deduct 500, but up to 5,500. So 5,500 is for 15 below, mm -hmm. and 15 above, you do 6,500. You got it, there you go, right? Everybody get that? Okay. <clears throat> so why do people do that? Because they need a tax break, right? So I've done IRAs, right? So sometimes I'll sit with the teacher and I'm like, well, do a 403B, and I was like, how are you doing a tax man? Pain, man, right? So they do a 403B to lower their taxable income. That's why 401Ks people do that too, right? So we'll talk a little bit about 401ks. Uh, what else do we see up there? You have uh, tax sheltered annuities, right? Those are also put into 403bs for teachers, right? So you have a teacher that has a tax sheltered annuity, right? It's it's just like a 403b, okay? How is it different? Right? It's just a, a different name. The, the older ones, right? They're called TSAs, right? Tax sheltered annuities. But they're 403bs, right? They're now called 403bs. For the most part, we use 403bs. So. 403b, we do 403b. Okay. Um, what is TSP? Thrift Savings Plan. Who has TSPs? Federal employees. Mm -hmm. So they work for the U.S. Post Office? TSP. They work for uh, the federal government? TSP. Military? TSP, right? That's just the government version of a 401k. Okay, so can you roll those over? You better believe it. Okay. Um, Obviously, we do annuities, right? Annuities are tax deferred, okay? So you have fixed annuities, index annuities, right? Variable annuities. They all follow in this, this, this whole plan right here. Uh, traditional pensions are tax deferred, okay? Pension is just another word for annuity. This young gal I'm prospecting, she just graduated from college. You know, and she's in her early 30s. She was actually at the event this past weekend. So I was like, well, so it's like, tell me which one. She's like, I want, a, I want a government job because I want benefits. Big thing, right? I was like, okay, so tell me about that. Why do you want those benefits? Because I have a government job to give me a pension. I was like, and why do you want that pension? We don't know the answer. I said, I want to hear her say it. And why do you think she wants the pension? She wants retirement income. 
for how long? Time income. For the rest of your life. Exactly. For life, right? And so here's the thing that you got to see what your advantage is that what you offer people. Well, what if my job doesn't offer a pension? Well, it's now possible that you can help them save their own money to have their own pension. Does that make sense? They don't over, ever overlook how important that is in our society right now. What this can alleviate for our society is people to have to stay in dead end jobs that they, that they can't stand, all because I know people in the military right now, buddies of mine. Ugh, can't wait to get out of this flipping place, bro. Eight years, three days, two months, and four weeks, right? You know, and then I'll get that pension. I'm like, damn, that's eight years, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are you happy? No, but I want that pension. Right? And that pension like is only like eighteen hundred bucks a month. You know what I'm saying? So some people are wired that way. I'm not judging, but I'm saying, but is it worth your to, to rob you of your happiness? What if you can go do something you love but they don't have a pension, but you save your own money, get your own pension? You can go get eighteen hundred dollar a month pension if you save for it. Does that make sense? <laughs> so just that's that all falls under tax deferred right now. Here's the things about this. You cannot access these monies until you're fifty nine and a half. Okay. If you touch the money prior to 59 and a half, what happens? Penalty 10%. 10% penalty for early withdrawal. Okay, for early withdrawal. Now there's some loan options like 403Bs, teachers have taken loans, 401Ks, people have taken loans. Right, and going back to 401K, when should you absolutely get a 401K? When they're matching. When they're matching. Absolutely. Right? Don't ever not tell someone to not take the phone if they're not matching, right? Because that's free money. If they're not what? The company well, gives you money up to a certain percentage. So they say, if you um, max fund this okay. to say 5%, they will put in 5%. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? And so that means they're going to give you free money. Now, why do the company do that? Tax break. Tax breaks. So the, corp the corporation is deducting that money from their taxes to also have a tax break. Right, the 401k, you know, I think we'll do a training. There's a, there is a, a, a YouTube video that you should look called The Truth About the 401k. Mm -hmm. Just watch that like, the other night, Saturday. How insightful was it? It's good. It's good, right? Tony Robbins, there's a couple of different speakers that do yeah. Tony Robbins is one of them. It's a trap. It's a total trap, guys, right? The 401k, and I'll, I'll just kind of summarize it, right? But I want you to do your own education, right? Because people are like, oh, I'm excellent my 401k. So here's what I've done with clients where I've gotten business. I'm like, well, Carlo, I'm right now, my company matches me to 5%, but I'm putting in 15%. I'm like, okay, right? I can I make a recommendation for you? Put in the 5%, but that other 10%, let's calculate what that is and put it where it's going to be tax advantaged, right? And I'll, I'll explain why. But the 401k was never meant to be a retirement plan. It was more of a tax break for employers, not so much for employees. Because what the uh, another name for a 401k, and write this down so you get the jargon, is called the, a DCB or defined contribution plan. Defined contribution plan. Another name for a pension is called um, a defined benefit plan. Right. So when someone's like, "Oh, I got a defined benefit plan in my work." You know, so you want to be able to, okay, well, you got a pension. That's pretty cool. You know how many companies offer pensions? 4% of this country offers pensions. Is it four or is it seven? I think it's four. What I read, the research I did was four. Mostly has everybody gone to the defined contribution plan, the 401k, 
right? So now, this is where Wall Street became Wall Street, right? Because Wall Street really started taking ownership of these, they, they became the third party administrators to all these corporations. So when you work for a company that has a 401k, the company doesn't manage your 401k that you work for. They have a third party company like a Vanguard or Fidelity or Merrill Lynch. That's where those guys make a killing, right? It wasn't until 2012 that they didn't disclose the fees inside of 401ks. They were charging around four, sometimes 5%. So you're looking for every hundred grand, they're taking $5,000. Right? You know how many you know how many trillions of dollars are for kids? I don't know the amount, but if you Google it, you might get something. But these companies, that's why they make a lot of money, man. This is why Wall Street became Wall Street. So who's really winning here? Uh, I like watching documentaries. Um, you guys are probably young, you know, to remember Enron, right? But look at what Enron did, right? People, Enron was one of the shadiest heists of people's money. In the history of corporate S, you know, just it was just ugly. But it shows what can happen when a company goes under. You know, so people that lost their entire 401ks at, at uh, Enron in the early 2000s. Yeah, all their retirement. Right? So you lose control, right? Now, I'm not saying that 401k is the enemy, I'm just saying that people is. I like this quote from Mark Twain. It says, Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. Okay? The other thing about this as well is that, so if you touch the money early, right, you get a 10% penalty. If you don't start taking money out by age 70 and a half, they charge you with what they call the RMD rule, which stands for Required Minimum Distribution. So that means they have a timeline, right? So they, if you touch it before, 10% penalty. So they know, Uncle Sam has calculated, forecasted, like, Hey, we know based on this person's age that they're going to start taking money between these ages. And are you getting your money tax-free? No. What are you? What kind of taxes are you paying? You take 401k at, at what tax rate? Your tax bracket. Like there you go. Which is what's that's called? Your tax at ordinary income rates. Right. And ordinary income rates is whatever. If you're in 25 percent, you're in 20 percent, you're in 33 percent. Based on how much money you're making. Right. Okay. So right now, the hundred thousand. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars, you're in about the thirty-three percent tax bracket, state and federal. So, so if you're for every thousand in your four hundred one k, thirty thousand it's gone. Thirty-three thousand. Thirty-three. Based on current tax rates. Now raise your hand if you think, because I don't see anybody retiring here next month or next year. But raise your hand if you think taxes will be a lot less twenty years from now than they are today. All right. So why are we mortgaging our future away? Does that make sense? So what happens if they start to take it out after they turn 70 and a half? So great question, right? So if they don't start to say like, you know what? And I've had clients say, I don't want to take my money out of my phone. Okay, I don't need it yet. I'm like, you need to, like, but I don't want to. Like, it's not about what you want, yeah. right? If you don't start taking out the required minimum distribution, right? And I don't know the exact percentage of that. It's nothing crazy, right? But it's, it's you have to start drawing it. And why, if you don't draw it, Let's say that you have a $500,000 uh, account and you say you got to start taking out at least uh, $18,000 a year. Well, I'm not going to do it. Well, then Uncle Sam's going to penalize you, write this down, 50% oh of what, I, I, I kid you not, look this up. They will penalize you 50% of what you should pull out. So let's say, well, you got to pull out $18,000, i am not going to do it. Well, then we're getting $9,000 penalty. Wow. Right? Why do they want to do that again? Why do you think? I think it's because uh, people will die and then they can't touch, the government can't touch that money. 
Right. So they were requiring them to start pulling it out so they could start taxing them. Exactly that. Because it goes to the state yeah. or it's whatever. It's tax, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't there like a lot of people because that pass away with these big 401ks? Think about it, right? When you contribute to a 401k, and you have to really understand this, where does that money come from in your paycheck? From your gross or your net income? Your gross. Your gross, right? So gross income, pre-tax or post-tax? Pre-tax. Pre-tax. So you have money that is getting contributed, right, to your 401k that is coming before the tax filter of your paycheck. So when that money goes to your 401k, it doesn't get taxed. Uncle Sam never, it, it never went through the Social Security, Federal, State, right, Medicare. They didn't go through that filter, right? So you, you uh, contributed to it and it's growing tax-free. So no taxes on the contribution and no taxes on the growth. And so when people say, Carlo, check it out, man. Here's my 401k statement, man. Look, I got 493,000. And I don't mean, I'm not gonna burst her bubble, but I'll say, well, let me educate you because you really don't have 493,000. Right? Because you haven't paid taxes on that. And when you plan on retiring, 10 years from now? Your guess is as good as mine, right? That's two presidents from now, right? And who knows, right? The way politics go in this country, who knows how corrupt it's gonna be by then, all right? So say they had 100,000. They would only, and the tax rate is 33%. They'd only get it for 66,000. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And is the cost of living going up or down? Right? So you think people are going to need closer more to $100,000 10 years from now than 66000 Right? Hell yeah. So then do they think that they're, they're contributing more to the pot so the interest is going to grow on a bigger pot? Yeah, of course, right? You know, that's the thing. It's like, because that's what financial services, right, really sells. Go for long term, man. Go for performance. Because I don't really care about your balance. I just care about the asset center management that I'm making on this thing. Right? We are more in. Well, I erased it. We're more in the income phase. So your job as an advisor is: Can you do performance here? Yeah, I'll prove it to you here in a second. But that's not our niche, right? We're not here to be like we're going to give you performance to to compete with your Merrill Lynch advisor. What your what you can do that your Merrill Lynch advisor cannot do is distribution. You're in the income phase. You're more of an income solution expert versus an accumulation expert. Merrill Lynch is like, let's help you make money, right, through performance. But now what, now what clients that are in their mid-60s are going to the Merrill Lynch advisor, I'm like, hey man, thank you a lot, but I'm retiring next year. How do I start pulling this out? And how long is it gonna last me? And what happens if 2008 happens again? And if something happens, how's my family gonna be? Oh, well, you know, I just will put it in just bonds accounts and just only take out, the financial world has the 4% rule. Just do 4% a year and it should last you for the rest of your life. There's so much flaws in that. Should or is it guaranteed? So we put the guaranteed on that stand. So we take your, give us your 401k, your IRA, and we're gonna turn it into a pension that you will never outlive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? So you'll see more of that, right? Now, let's give you an example, write this down. So let's say someone's putting 500 bucks a month for 30 years, and let's just say the market averages 12%, okay? How much would that be, right? Compounding growth, right? That's quite a chunk. That's $1.7 million. It's pretty nice warm, okay, right? Yes. There's a lot of them out there like that. Now, right now, what's the highest tax bracket in America right now? Who thinks taxes will actually be higher 10 to 20 years from now than they are today? Mm -hmm. So right now we're saying that's about 40%. So let's just say 50%, yeah. right? Check this out. So here's what this person doesn't know, right? 
is that and I got $1.7 million, but I didn't realize that I was going to pay $150,000 in taxes. Oh my God, that's so sad. Okay, so that's Most people do not know that. They don't. Because they were deferring it. They were deferring it, man. The IRS knows the heartbeat and the pulse of our psychology. Right? It knows the consciousness of the masses. Right? And most people will take instant gratification now, not thinking about later. And most advisors work in the tax later, right? That's where they make Absolutely. their money because they want to vouch for 401ks because then they bring people's money in and then that's where they make their money. So they're not going to say it any other way. Exactly. And how do they make their money, Tom? Uh, assets under, what is it? Some management. Management. Assets also known as AUM. Right. And what is the going rate for an asset center management money manager? I don't remember. About 1%. So that's how money managers make their money, asset center management. So. I've had time to say, you know what, Carlo, this, this strategy is unique, man. I'm going to talk to my advisor about it, see what he thinks about it. I'm like, I would recommend that. Right? So they're trying to persuade him. Of course. You know, By it's saying like, that's good. So, you know, yeah. So it's like, if Thomas was my financial advisor, you know, he's making money on my $1.7 I was like, hey, you know what, I know this insurance agent he says I should put most of my portfolio in an index annuity like a lifetime income. Oh, I wouldn't do that. And he's going to give you because, you know, you're not going to get the performance, but really what I'm trying to tell you is I lose money if you do that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Performance, you mean interest. Yeah, interest. exactly. Okay, so what we do, so does it make sense? Pretty eye-opening, right? So what we do here, what do you see in the tax advantages, okay? So you see municipal bonds, right, which we don't do, okay? But those are tax-free vehicles. What we do here a lot, Roth IRA. What's the difference between an IRA and a Roth IRA? The only difference, which is pretty distinct, right, is that when I pull that money, I don't get the tax right off that year on that money, okay? But in return for that, because I'm funding it with after-tax dollars, because I fund this with after-tax dollars, but I get to deduct that. I fund the Roth IRA with after-tax dollars, but I don't get to deduct it off my taxes that year, but it's 100% tax-free when I pull it out. What about the money that grows in it? Tax-free, 100%. Does that make sense to everybody? So Roth IRA is definitely better? Depends, right? A Roth IRA can be better, right? Right, so, because most people do want to save on taxes, right? Mm -hmm. So we do, people say, well, I don't have my investment licenses. How is it that I'm offering Roth IRAs, right? We do Roth IRAs under what vehicle? Annuities, right? So when we do a pension under a Roth IRA, that's lifetime income, that's tax-free. It's pretty sweet, right? That's very sweet. So if, if a client's like, I have a Roth IRA, can I roll that over to an index annuity? Yes, you can. Right? Yes, you can. Can I roll over a Roth 401k? Yes, you can. Can I roll? You can roll them all over, right? Can I start a Roth IRA? Yes, you can. Minimum to start a Roth IRA with us is a hundred bucks. Very feasible, right? Okay. Now the limitations there is that if you're single and you make more than I believe either Google that eighteen thousand. One hundred eighteen thousand. So it says uh, qualifying. Right, income limits for married filers, 189. Yep, 189. And 199 if you cannot tribute up to the limit. Right. So yeah, right around there. 
Okay, so that means you don't get a Roth IRA, right? Mm -hmm. So no bueno. So what happens for someone that makes good money? Don't they think they want tax breaks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where we come in, right? That's our bad boy right there called I U L. Index Universal Life. No limitation to what you can put in. No income limits. Right. Don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half to pull money out. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. And so let me show you an example of an illustration. Okay. And uh, just so we get this right too, like everything that you just wrote down on that board is these are retirement plans, but it's not life insurance. The IUL is though. Yes. Everything else is just retirement vehicles. These do not offer life insurance. Exactly. So don't confuse an annuity for an IUL. We're not talking about life insurance. What is an annuity? Annuity is a contract, right? Just like what's a CD? A CD is a contract between you and say Wells Fargo, that's where you bank it. Right? You put a chunk of money in there, and my contract is if I leave a chunk of money in there for six months, they pay me 1% interest. An annuity is a contract between you right, or your client and a reputable insurance carrier like we have many. A 403B is an annuity. So what you're going to be offering teachers right, is a 403B, but people think, well, I have a 403B or I have a 401K. You'll be amazed at how many people think that's their investment. I have a 401K. Oh, I have a 401K too. Right? You know, I lost money this year. I didn't lose money in mine. Right? How did, are, are, are they different? People think 401k is an investment. 401k is, stands for Internal Revenue Code 401k. It's what's inside the 401k that's an investment. 403b is also just the tax code, Internal Revenue Code 403b. There's Internal Revenue Code 403a, right? 403c. 403b is a tax code. It's what's inside that 403b. Right, just to get it right, so like when you say the money's in the 401k, you're saying within that it could be in stocks or it can be in mutual exactly. funds, it could be in bonds, so that's what makes it different for each person. Look at it like this, right? Here's an umbrella, right? So this is 403b. That's just a tax code, right? So in under that umbrella, I can have stocks, mutual funds, money markets, right? Bonds. Bonds under that umbrella. It's still 403B because it's under the tax code. So instead of putting stocks in outside of my, my 401k or 403B where I have to pay t capital gains tax, mm -hmm. I can put stocks inside of my 403B or 401k and defer it till later because the tax code 403B or 401k allows me to defer it until I pull it out. So I don't have to pay the capital gains tax like I would here. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Yep. Okay. So what we're putting inside of the 403B is like, well, what's your, what's your, both 403Bs, but what are we putting inside of it? Index annuities. We're putting an index annuity inside of a 403B, right? So what does that mean? So this is how I close business with the teacher. I was like, so have you lost money in your 403B? Um, yeah, especially been around a long time. Yeah, I lost money in 2008. I was like, okay, well, like, Jessica and I are working one right now that she pushes to the end of the month because she's busy. But she's like, I'm really happy with my Edward Jones advisor because I've been with him for 20 years, right? And I got her on logic. I said, hey, I'm not trying to take you away from your advisor, right? But could you afford, she, she wants to retire in how long, I guess? I don't know, but I, five, five years. years. Remember? Yeah. She's yeah. like, I want to retire in five years, mm -hmm. right? 
And I was like, okay, so you have your CalSTRS, which is what teachers have, right? And I said, that's a pension, by the way. That's why teachers stay in the game for that long. But they're going to take a 40% hit, right? So they're not going to get 100% of their income. They're going to take a 40% loss in their income when the pension turns on, right? So you're going to get 60% of what you were living on before. So 40% is dropped. I was like, well, what, what's, what are you going to do with that 40%? That's where 403B comes in. She's like, well, I have Edward Jones right now. I was like, let me ask you one simple question. Could you afford right now, right, at 59 years old or 57 years old to have a 2008 happen where you lose 40% of your money? She's like, oh, God, no. Not in five years because, I mean, I, don't, I mean, I have time to make it back. If I was 30 or 40, yeah, because I'm not retiring. I was like, exactly my point. No, no, I'm not trying to, please don't take this as a sales pitch. I'm just being very logical here. I'm sure your advisor is a great guy. What I'm saying is, what if we put your money here? Well, what does that mean? I said, if the market goes up, you can still make money with us. And guaranteed at that. But if the market crashes, you don't lose a dime. And ask your advisor, is that Edward Jones 403B that you have, does it give you a guaranteed lifetime income stream per month? And I know it doesn't. Right? I was like, so what we're going to do is we're going to move that from stocks, bonds, mutual funds to an index annuity where it can still go up. The market does well, but if the market crashes, you never lose a dime, and you're going to get a guaranteed paycheck for the rest of your life to supplement your customers. You never run out of money. Yeah. She's like, I think I need to have my husband yeah. here next time we meet. Yeah. Right? No, I think it was good that you told her to speak to her financial advisor, and you're not like, I wasn't being pushy. No, he, you weren't like, oh, you need to sign this right now. You're like, okay, go talk to him, Carlos, or whatever his name was. But um, yeah, no, that was good. Okay, so so people like the the possibility of making a lot more money with the higher risk. Yes. And they don't like mm -hmm. the, the chance of losing money. Right. So, and they've already seen that loss of money back. Yeah, so exactly. That's, that's a perfect example of why you should lock it in. Yes. So our, our role is like basically, we're not very risky, right? We're, I, I believe in a guaranteed retirement plan. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not here to give you like, so when someone says to me like, well, Jan, what could you uh, what could you offer me that my Maryland broker's not offering me? He's been giving me eight to twelve percent. Like, yeah, I wouldn't look at me like that when people say that. I wouldn't look at me like that. That's apples and oranges. I want to give you something guaranteed, right? I don't want to give you speculation because do you know you know how old are you? I'm forty three. Well, you're gonna retire what? Two thousand thirty seven. Do you know what the market's gonna be like then? No. But what if I can tell you right now that no matter come hell or high water, I guarantee that you're gonna get at least this. I like that. I like guarantees, right? I want to know for sure because then they can, they then they can pivot. Because if I know right now, twenty years from now, if I do this, I know that I'm going to get this. I can start reverse engineering my retirement. If I know right now, it's like, man, if I do this, I know I'm going to get thirty-eight thousand a year for the rest of my life. I want to get that to fifty. Hey, Carlo, if I put in more, how close can I get it to fifty? Yeah. If you do this, guarantee you'll get fifty, man. Okay, let's do that. See my point? Yeah. That's what we offer. Right? So, this is very important. Now, I'm kind of going back and forth to annuities, but let's show you. I want to show you just an IUL illustration. Okay? So, here's. Now I'm going to life insurance on the tax advantage side. So, this is our flagship vehicle. Right? This is one of the premier things that we do, and we do a lot. Right. Once you get good at this, you'll be doing 10 to 20 of these a month. Okay, this is a big money maker for us. 
We did 43, we did about almost 40 apps last month, and over 50% of them were IUS. Okay, mostly written by Isaac Salcido, right? He wrote a ton of them, okay? This is how, so I'm gonna tell you exactly how I close a client. This is like my closing presentation on an illustration. I don't go through all 39 pages unless you really wanna lose a sale, right? I go just, I'm gonna go to the main points, right? So you see what is so good about this compared to everything else. Well, first things first, check this out, right? Brittany did the puzzle piece at the big event. Mm -hmm. I do it without the puzzle, I just explain it. I say, look, right? So Anthony, if you die too soon, your family's gonna benefit from tax-free money. But if you get sick along the way and you don't die and you have living benefits, this is life insurance you don't have to die to use. Okay, I'm gonna show you that. But our philosophy is this, if you don't die and you don't get sick, right, that's what we all want, right? Shouldn't you get your money back? And not only should you get it back, shouldn't you get it back tax-free for the rest of your life? Like a pension. Yeah, I like that. I tell you, that's very, when people see that, they're like, that, that makes sense to me, all right? It's worthwhile. So, write down these pages, because I'm, I'm just gonna go through the ones that I use. I do, I do page one, I show that puzzle piece. This is our flagship company. You should, you, you, you get this free, once you get licensed and appointed, you get this free marketing material from them, mm -hmm. right? You wanna hand this to your clients. So check this out, go to page eight in this. Actually page seven, I'm sorry. So somebody read that, what qualifies you for terminal illness? Generally, if you've been diagnosed with a terminal illness that will result in death within 24 months of certification of the illness by a physician. Makes sense, pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. So doctor says, hey Thomas, Gotta tell you, man, you got stage four cancer, and we give you maybe twenty. We give you less than twenty-four months. Oh wow, shit just got real. Okay, and how does this happen? Happens every freaking day, guys. Right. But if someone has one of these policies, right, they're going to be able to say. In this example, it shows at age sixty-five. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that you have to wait till sixty-five. It's just the illustration. So if this guy was telling sixty-five, hey, you got twenty-four months left to live. Hey, you can pull out seven hundred thirty thousand dollars while you're still living, right? Well, how much does he put away? This is, he started off at 587,000. This is a 35 year old non-smoker putting 500 bucks a month away, okay? So that's this policy. So it's grown with cash value, which I'll show. Turn the page to chronic illness. So someone else read uh, chronic illness real quick. A doctor has certified within the past 12 months that you are unable to perform two out of six activities of daily living for a period of at least 90 consecutive days without assistance or that you are cognitively impaired. Yeah, and so read those six things that you can't do, right? So these are very important. Activities of daily living, bathing, continence, yeah. dressing, eating, toileting, transferring. Yeah, right. You guys know what continence means? Continence means that, you know, my dog right now has continence issues. It's tough to see her lose it, man. She's, she's going to be 14 in December, and she's just getting really slow. But she can't hold her bowels, yeah. right? So she's, she'll just be laying down sleeping, and she just starts pooping uncontrollably, no. right? 
And so it's just, it's been tough because we had to rearrange our whole bed situation because, you know, I can't have her in the house because she gets poop everywhere. And so it's, this happens with, with older people then, but this is a real thing, right? So, but it happens to people that acquire an illness too. They got continence issues, right? Uh, if they can't bathe themselves, right? If they can't, if they can't use the bathroom, I mean, like, I can't even use the bathroom myself, right? Uh, eating, I can't eat, I can't dress, right? I can't move. So this turns on the chronic illness, right? So check this out. This is a really huge thing, guys. So this is what they get for 50 months. So this is something happened at age 50 where he's like, hey, he's got stage three cancer, he's going through chemo, radiation, can't work. Work maybe has disability, but it's not that much. He can pull out 7,200 bucks a month to do whatever he wants to for 50 months. Tax-free. Is that a benefit? Mm -hmm. Heck yeah, it is, right? So that's something. So when someone says, well, you know, Anthony, I'm good, bro. I already got life insurance. I don't just say, okay, cool. I ain't Kentucky about anymore. I say, my next question is, do you have living benefits? Right? You might have, you know, you might have the old life insurance. Does that make sense? How long has this been around for? This has been around since the 1930s, right? This is the number one company in living benefits, life insurance. Mm -hmm. And remember, right? It's kind of like ready to give the CarMax example. Right, you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we do, guys, right? We, huh? I think the IUL, from what I've read, right, is, came around in the 80s. In the 90s, actually. In the 90s. It really got big after the 2008 market crash. So that's new. It's very new, So, but this is the only, right? Mm, I don't want the, the presentation to my thunder, right? But this is the only IUL out there that has a guaranteed lifetime income stream, right? If you do it right. Critical illness or critical injury, so turn the page on that so you understand what that covers. So what qualifies, right? I'll kind of go through it quickly. ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, aortic graft surgery, that's heart surgery, plastic anemia, blindness, cancer, cystic fibrosis, end-stage renal failure, heart attack, heart valve replacement, major organ transplant, motor neuron disease, stroke, sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, critical injury includes coma, paralysis, severe burns, and traumatic brain injury. What kind of things can happen where someone gets a TBI? Probably the most prominent one, car accident, right? Car accident. So this is deemed by a doctor. What you see where it says minor, moderate, severe, life-threatening. The doctor will determine, like, hey, you know what? Uh, you know what, Steve? You had a, you know, Steve had a severe um, traumatic brain injury. He's right now in a coma. We hope he's, he's got a lot of brain swelling right now. Um, Steve ain't going back to work on Monday, guys, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Steve's, you know, and right now, and Steve's the head of household. Steve pays the bills, Steve pays the mortgage. So right now, what this can do is like, hey, if he's age 50, he can take out $426,000, right? His wife can be like, oh my God, I'm so glad for this living, but he didn't die, right? So an old life insurance be like, well, my husband has a million dollar policy, but he's in a coma, he's not dead. There's no death certificate that the insurance company can carry to pay out that million dollars. But here, does that help the family? You better flip and believe it, it does, right? This is huge, guys, right? So this is, I've replaced term policies, right? We do term insurance with living benefits, right? And we also do permanent plans with living benefits. You offer this. And National Life Group is the only one that offers living benefits on term insurance. You got it, brother. He's learning, he's marketing, right? Wow. Wow. It's no joke, right? I've done these for 30 bucks a month, and I've done them for 300, 500 bucks a month, right? So it really just depends. So I believe everyone should have one. This is why, you know, business is very good for us because you'll make money 
And I like how Elvia said it. She's like, you know what? I didn't focus on the sales. I just focused on the service. And you forget sales if you just focus on serving somebody. Like, I just want to help you. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not about what I'm going to get from this. It's about what I'm going to give you. And if you can look at clients that way, money will be easy for you here. Right? But if you feel like, I don't know. I don't want to sell somebody. I don't want to, you know. It's like, well, then I think that's selfish. Right? Because you're thinking about your own feelings instead of what it can do to benefit that family. That, that's exactly what my guest said on um, Saturday, Sally. She said, I already have life insurance. Because I thought we were going to go more into the living benefits on Saturday, but we didn't. And that's what you could tell us, like, but does it have living that, benefits? And stuff? that's what I told her. I said, no, I'm gonna, I need to sit down with you and your husband. I said, talk to him before I go over. Yeah. But yeah, no. It's and here's what I've done. I said, well, you know, people like, ah, we already have life insurance. So I was like, well, what are you paying right now for that? We're paying like 100 bucks for me and my wife. I was like, well, what if for the same hundred bucks we just give you something with upgrades, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How long have you had it? Oh, we bought it in 2002. And I always use the iPhone example. I was like, do you remember the first iPhone? Came out in 2007. I was like, if you put a, an iPhone 7, which is fine, is even an older model now, put in the iPhone XS right now to the first iPhone, it's like looking at, you know, talk about evolution. Same thing with our policies. Like, you might have a really old, outdated policy. Maybe you need an upgrade. That's, that's the term I use. Maybe you need an upgrade, right? But I don't want to pay more. I was like, who said you got to pay more? What if for the same amount you're paying now, we just give you something that has more bells and whistles that are going to benefit you more? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Simple question to ask, guys. What percentage of people with life insurance have a plan of living benefits? None. I don't know the percentage, but most don't, right? Unless they got life insurance within the last two, because most companies are catching on but they don't have the benefits like this. There's a lot of red tape on how you can use living benefits. National Life Group says you can use the money for whatever. Some of them are like, well, we'll give you living benefits, but it has to be used for, we pay to the doctor's bills, right, only, or whatever like that. Well, I don't want the doctor's bills. I need to pay my mortgage and put food on the table for my kids. You can use that for that year. National Life Group's the only one that does this? There's other companies, but they are the, they, if you look at their history, they started this yeah. in the, in the mid-1930s. Right? So, pretty cool, right? That's incredible. Very, very powerful to understand, right? Living benefits. Okay. So, that's why I, I sell that page. Okay? So, that's page eight. You should write that down. Check this out. And then I go right here to page 20. Or it might be 21, depending on how you do the illustration. This is very important to understand, right? In terms of performance. Okay? So I say, this is how the cash value account grows, right? So not only are you getting a $587,000 policy in case you die, not only are you getting living benefits, but you're getting some performance in a cash value. Well, why should I care if I'm saving money? Because I can use this as a retirement vehicle. Well, what's cool about it? So if the market does 26% like it did in 1998, you have a cap. A cap means that's as much interest as they're going to give me, 11.75. Now, is 11.75 good? Yes, right. I'm going to show you guys something here in a second. If the market does 19.53, I don't get 19.53, I get the cap. Okay, so that can be seen as a con. People are like, oh, but I want more. Right? Hold on, though. The market will have negative years, so you get a zero. You don't lose any money. So for middle-class America, especially the market that we share with, they work too hard to see their money just go down in some unforeseen uh, market crash. Like, man, that's tough for me to lose that money like that. What if you can say you will never lose a dime here with me? Ever. Right? 
isn't that powerful? Look at 2009. So you if you do 8.99, you get 8.99. Do 3, 3, 13.62, 11.75. So you match it up to 11.75. Look at 2008. That was the market crash. Almost 40%. Our clients lost nothing, right? Huge, okay? So I want to show you guys this because it's important that you understand once you get appointed, you can do illustrations like that. And you start playing with that software. We're going to start doing illustration classes for licensed and appointed people. You gotta understand the rule of 72 if you don't know this. The rule of 72 is how the, the rules of compound interest. Because you're gonna, you know, don't, if you tell your client, like, hey, you're gonna earn 11.75, they may not know how to say, well, that that's good, right? I don't know, is it good? I don't know, you tell me, I mean, you're the advisor. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, it sounds good, I don't know what that, I can't put 11.75, how does that translate into, for me to understand common sense? The rule of 72. It's a powerful, powerful concept, right? Albert Einstein was quoted to say that this is the greatest mathematical discovery of all time, and it really is. This is something that you can teach a sixth grader, right? How does someone say, I want to have $3 million at retirement? Well, do you just wake up and hopefully that you have it? No, you can reverse engineer it. Well, how do I do that? Understanding the rule of 72. So you take four interest rates. All you do, this, this can work for you, it can also work against you. So the number 72 divided by whatever interest you're earning. So let's say 72 divided by four. We have four 29-year-olds, $10,000 each, so we're all the same here. We all have the same age, same starting amount, but I'm earning 4%. What's 72 divided by four? It's 18, right? For sake of time, right? It's 18 years, so that means 18 years later, my money doubles to 20,000. So this is how money doubles itself. 18 years later, 65, my money doubles again. But could you retire with $40,000, right? So we, what's the cap in IUR right now? 11.75, so you know, we're 25 basis points from 12%. So almost pretty much 12. So what's 72 divided by 12? 72 divided by 12 is six. Same age, same amount of money, except my money doubles every six years, right? So what took me 18 years for my money to double one time over here, my money had already doubled, what, one, two, three times. And so as an example too, let's say uh, someone has $100,000 in an IUL, and it does 5% that year then that's $5,000, right? And so now they add $105,000, right, for, for the next year. And so the next, so the next year, you'll, the interest rate will go based on that 105, right, not off the initial. That's, that's compound, compound, right? Is. So that's the difference between simple interest and compound interest. Mm -hmm. Simple interest will be on the basis or right. the 100,000. Right. Compound is the accumulated amount gets compounded into the equation. Right. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. But look at that. Is that significantly different? Yeah. A $600,000 difference is significantly different, guys. So you have the financial cure for cancer, literally, right? Because the IUL to us is like, we call it the Swiss Army knife of retirement planning because, hey, it's life insurance, I got living benefits, I'm building money with interest that I can make a great interest rate without risking my money. That's huge, okay? Now check this out. For sake of time, I can't go so much in depth with this, 
right? Because there's a lot to this, but I want I want to give you this is the macro view, right? Because I don't want people like man, you guys, this is this is too much info right now. This is awesome. Is this? Are you guys getting value from this? Yeah. Yes. So I talk about really quick. So this guy's spending 500 bucks a month. That's 6,000 bucks a year. So here I always say, let me show you the cons. These are the things, Anthony, I don't like about this. Okay, that I need to be transparent with you. It's not a short-term vehicle. It's long-term. So here you're putting 500 bucks a month, 6,000 bucks a year. You're starting to earn interest. This is an illustration. Now, if you cancel in the first year or two, let's say in year two you got $8,000 in your account, and you say, you know, I don't want this anymore. You don't get nothing back. Ouch. So I gotta say, you're, you know, so what if I can't pay? What if I lose my job? That's fine. I said, cancel it. I said, you know what? I'm not gonna contribute and I want my money back. You're not gonna get your money back because the company has not made any money on this. It's a long-term vehicle. One ism that I always use with clients, I'm like, look at IUL, it's like a fine wine. It gets better with age, right? So when a client says, you know, I wanna try this for a couple years and then if I like it, I'll stick with it long. I'm like, well, I wanna do this this way. IUL is to be competitive as a long-term retirement vehicle in lieu of 401k plans or IRS, right? That's where we do it from. It's in that psychology, okay? When can I start? You see it's got an 11-year surrender period. So you see here 11 years and 69,000, 69,000. So now I can take my money back. And like, you know what? I don't want this anymore, right? And I'm going to do something else with it. Now, can I take loans from it? Yes, you can, right? And we'll go more into that, but there's accessibility that you don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half. So it's kind of like being your own bank. But really what I want to market is like, here's the, here's the long-term picture. So this guy, after 30 years, put $270,000 of his own money, right? Now, I got about, based on an average of 6.85% of here, right? I got about $565,000 in this retirement account. Pretty good. Now. How do I convert that to income? How do I, should I take it out? This one has a lifetime income benefit rider, so if he chose to, doesn't have to, he can take $37,000 a year for the rest of his life, no matter how long he lives, 100% tax rate as a pension. That's a big deal. So I look at that, he's like, well, I put 270,000 over 30 years, and this is where I've closed almost every IUL. I was like, just to give you the logic. So you put 270,000 over 30 years, it's quite a chunk of money. But in your first five, 10 years retirement, how much have you pulled out? You've already pulled out 100,000 more than what you put in, but chances are, right, you're gonna live past 74. So let's say you make it to 84, okay? You've already pulled out $740,000. That's almost three times, the, right, what you put in. And if you die at 84, not only did I get that pension, that tax-free, and I take 740000 I still pass off $315,000 as a tax-free death benefit to my family. That's huge, man. Right? I can't think of anything better. Like, I was like, this, is, this to me is a no-brainer in a lot of ways. Like, I, I believe in that so much and what I could do. The sweet spots for IUL, and hold that question, are age 20, 25 to 45. Those are the sweet spots. Right? Can someone do it in their 50s, 55? Cost is higher because they're older. Can you still do it if they can put in mad cash? Right? I'm talking $1,000 plus. It's a really maximum benefit because they're getting shorter to the retirement window. But someone like you guys' age, I eat well all day, right? But you still have to qualify. I tell people you still got to qualify, right? Because it's life insurance, right? 
So yeah, I was just thinking like with Anthony, this is something that as you do 403B plans for your school teachers, this is just something that's like, hey, you know, I got this too. This oh, my, all day just go hand in hand. It's easy. But is that pretty valuable? Yes. Right. So with the 403B, with the teacher, and teachers almost they even beat. I say, look, with the teacher, I'll show in the tax not tax letter. Look, what I gave you is a tax deferred strategy. Right, but you're gonna have to pay tax on the 403B. You know, it's gonna be a lifetime income stream, but you're gonna have to pay income tax on the 403B I'm giving for you. It's gonna be an index annuity, lifetime income, right? But I can also give you, it's like, you have a family, right? Are you, you wanna make sure that your family's taking care of something you should have it to, yeah. So what if I can give you something that takes care of you and gives you living benefits, but also gives you another pension that's tax-free on top of your 403B? Oh, wow, that sounds great. Yeah, you could, you know, start with 100 bucks. So you're saying people do a 403B and the IUO all the time, dude. So they, when they retire, they get money from the 403B and their IUO all day. Now they got three pensions, which are CalSTRS, 403B, IUO. CalSTRS is just like a school California teacher. State Retirement which is like 60%, right? Exactly. And they fund that or they don't? It's just they like they fund it through their picture. Okay, yeah. It comes yeah. out. Yeah, it comes out. It comes out automatically, right? They pay into it. So yeah, if you're making 100,000 as a teacher and you're retired, okay. you get 60,000 for what the revenue is. Every, every year they deliver, yeah. right? And then if they fund something then like this. Yeah. Well, that automatically comes out, right? Customers? Yeah, it automatically yeah, gets you can't, you can't say, I don't want that. How long do you have to be teacher to? I think it's at least 10 to 15 years. Great question. I don't know. I'm learning that as, 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 as we go too. For, but, uh, uh, what do you do for teachers that are going to retire like within five years? They already have something. I can roll over their variable 403B. We're like, I don't want to lose that to an index strategy. We're like, oh, I don't. Let's get to know Carla. I'm not going to lose anything now. I can sleep better at night if the market crashes, my money's secure. And I'm going to get another guaranteed paycheck on top. So you gave me another pension on top of my customers. Thank you for that. Right? All day. Right? Does that make sense? And you get paid on the rollover. Right? And you get paid on the flow. Right? The flow is the monthly contribution that they make. Right? You know? So it's a great business, guys. So is this, is this valuable? Yes. Yeah. So this is a so $500 IU mill. Uh, let's, let's just talk about compensation real quick. So you guys want to know how, what does that mean for me, right? So $500 in IUL times 12 months equals what? 6,000 points, right? So let's just say, what's 30%, right? That's an associate contract, a brand newbie. What are you making on that, Thomas? Let's do 6,000 times 0.3. 6,000 times 0.3 is $1,800. Not bad for help with one client on a part-time basis, right? So you get your full time now. You get that at that figure. You get you get seventy five percent of that up front. So you get one thousand three hundred fifty up front. And then the difference between that one thousand three hundred fifty and eight hundred will be paid out to you once ten, eleven, or twelve. Now that they collect the first year's grade. They have to go through a broker with that. They have to go through a broker to get that. Uh, could they do that? Yeah, yeah. But could someone do that on their own? Uh, they can call the company directly. Right. So people have asked me, it's like, well, what what's the difference between what I got to work with you? Can I just call the company? I was like, you can. But you're just going to do it with 1 800 numbers. Right? If you have me, you get to call me and I'll always be here for you. Yeah. Right? Either way, you're going to pay the, some agent you don't know who's going to make a commission off that phone sale. Because it's through the broker. Right? Or you're going to do it through me who actually has the best interest in you. 
because they wouldn't save any money by calling them. Yeah, same thing. You're still going to pay, man, no matter what. Yeah. Right? Yeah, at least they're not paying us. Exactly. You're not, they're not paying me. We're not getting, this is like, that's something that CPA said. He's like, man, most advisors say they want at least $1,000 for a consultation fee. Mm -hmm. We charge zero. And we give them max benefit. This is huge, guys, right? So, how would that be safe, right? And like, for example, like Isaac, right? So Isaac, let's say, who's at a right 45% contract? He wasn't even there, right? So Thomas is direct to Isaac. What's 15% of that 6,000? 6, 6,000 times 0.15 is $900. So Isaac wasn't even there, and if Thomas did that, Isaac gets a $900 deposit. Just think of having four, a team of four agents, right? That's 3,600 bucks. Just, you know, and that's really was my number, right? That's how I looked at it. It's like, I want to build a business, and here's where my numbers. I want to get 25 to 35 licensed reps in my organization that I train and develop that are just helping at least one client per month. You know how feasible that is? Very feasible in this town of a minute plus. 25 to 35, right? So imagine if you have 25 and 35, so what's 900 times, let's just say 25. 900 times 25 is two. $22,500. Is that a pretty good passive monthly income? All day. That's, that's just off of one app. That's just right. one way we get paid to out of six. I'm going into fast car school. Yeah, could you say that again? Could you repeat that last part? So the goal should be for you if you're building a business, right, is to get about 25 to 35 direct licensed agents that you are training and developing. They don't have to be all, I want to go recruit, I want to go sign. They just need to know how to go out there and produce. So that's how we pay, because we pay people here with their time, right? So I spend a lot of time with Isaac. Isaac is good. I don't need to spend time with him how to go coach him anymore, right? He's gotten really good at this crap. But when he goes out there and produces now, so I invested all that time up front, and now he's independent of me, just like he invested a lot of time with Thomas. Thomas has now become independent of him, right? Thomas is going to spend a lot of time with Jen and you, and then you guys will become independent of him, right? And so on and so forth. We don't have any quotas here, right? We're not doing business on a first appointment. It's a no-brainer, man. All day, twice on Sunday, man. This is a cash of you, man. That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? So I hope that stretches your vision a little bit, because that's how I look at this, guys, right? And that's just life. We didn't talk about rollovers. That's not even including flow business, right? So flow business in the 43Bs, you get paid every month. Every month, right? So you don't get paid a lot on flow business. So if someone's putting 500 bucks a month, you're going to get 15, 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Not a lot, but let's say you got 500 teachers over the next 10-year career. Yeah. That's going to add up on top of your IULs, on top of your rollovers, on top of your agency. Mm -hmm. Can I get a witness? <laughs> <laughs> Right? That's what I'm trying to tell you guys, right? This, this thing is good. You know, like, and uh, I've been pushing this dude a lot, because Isaac's going to have a $10,000 month. I'm just going to tell you, I think minimum, right? Based on where he's at right now. His team is exploding right now. Right? But he's earned that. Did he start out that way? No. Like, the identity that I see in this guy now is not where he started, right? So, what I want to do for these last, um, can you guys give me 20 minutes? Yeah. But let's get into some leadership stuff. I want to leave you guys here on a high note because it's my favorite topic. It's my favorite subject. It's the one thing I love about difference that I feel that no other company is really teaching their people. You know, companies out there will teach you how to sell. Hey, this is how you close. This is a technique. If they say this, you say that. 
right? This is how I close the deals. And is there a place for that? Absolutely, because you got to know what you're doing. But there's not really a place right now, and I find in our culture and society is lifting identity. And I have found that as my identity has grown, I don't really have to technique sell. I just influence sell. I do business because people see like, I trust this dude because look at like of who he is. And I just thought, and I'm very transparent. Like people are like, how do you close, bro? What do you say? I'm like, I'm just totally myself. And I say, here's how I'm going to help you. Here's what I'm going to do for you. And people, there's something subconscious in human beings that people want to be led. Right? And if you would just lead people, and by leading, there's an assertive nature to it. Not aggressive, assertive. A leader, a leader says, you know, I think that here's what I'm going to do for you, man. Right? I'm going to get you saving money, bro. I'm going to make sure that you're good to go for your time. I'm going to take care of you for that. A lead, that's, that's, there's so much auto-suggestion in that statement, it's ridiculous. Right? You know, someone that's like an amateur or doesn't have self-confidence is like, well, um, you see it in their body language, like, um, I don't know, is this something maybe you're interested in? Right? And like, why is it not working for me? Right? Because it's your posture, it's your leadership, it's you, you, you're lacking something. And so if you lack that self-confidence, it's okay, right? You know, nobody comes in here, right? You know, don't ever compare yourself to anybody else. Because people come in here, I did not have a lot of self-confidence when I started here at 25. I had a lot of, you know, self-confidence issues. A lot of insecurities. Still do, right? Just not as bad as I used to. You know, and so that's, that's very normal, right? So I love this picture here because this is corporate America. Who's worked for somebody like that? Mm -hmm. Right? This is how we do it here. You're going to lead leadership, right? Lead the way. What is leadership to us? It's influence, right? It's understanding the law of the lid. One of my favorite concepts in leadership that I learned from John Maxwell. If you call yourself a leader and nobody's following you, you're just taking a walk. <laughs> it's the truth, right? People are like, I'm a leader. I'm like, I don't see nobody following you, man, right? Because at the end of the day, people follow leaders. People follow what they admire. People follow what they want to be like. So you must be the example of what someone should be trying to be like. And so that starts with like, well, I want to lead people. Well, it first starts with how well you lead yourself. Because sometimes it's hard just to get yourself to act right. Right? Let alone get other people to buy into where you're taking them. Make sense? You know, so the law of the lid is the more I talk about this example, the more I realize how profound it is in terms of your business, the people in your team is a reflection of this for every one of you. Right? If you have a good team, you have a high lid. If you have like, ah, oh, my team, they're really just draining me. Right? You have a low lid. Right? And I'll prove it to you. So you want to write this down because it's very important for you to get this. And some of you have seen this a while. The more I, you know, uh, the more I write it down, the more I understand it. So the law of lid is basically, it's from zero to 10, you rate your level of influence. And everyone's like, every one of you in this room is influencing somebody. Whether it's yourself, your partner, your children, your coworkers, right? You play sports, your coach, whatever. Some of you are all influencing somebody at any given time. What's your level of influence? And if you have a low level of influence, Let's just say you're a five, just to keep the number simple. And you'll recruit people that are like, I think I'm a five, right? Well, a five can only lead a four, three, and a two, and a one, right? But do you want to work with fours, threes, and twos, and ones in business? Mm -hmm. 
No, you want to work with high identity people. Why? Makes your job easier. Why does it make your job easier though? Because you don't have to get them to that point. True, right? And that's the really profound thing you just said right there, because you don't have to get them to that point. So you don't have to get them to that point because you got yourself to that point. Right? You can only take people to the level that you're at. So I'm saying if you're a parent, you can get this, right? Because I can only give my kids what I am capable of giving them that I am aware of myself. I can't I don't know what I don't know. So I can't teach them what I don't know about. So if I stop growing, I consequently hurt them. And people do this all the time. Like, eh, I don't feel like reading these books because I'm lazy. Well, you just screwed your kids. Because you're not giving them the very best resources for them to live the max out their life. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. So my point is, if you're a five, you can't lead at eight, nine, and ten. These are the people you want to work with because these are high identity people. And so, like, Thomas said something that only a high identity person says at, at his training. One of the key things he said at his training at the big event is, I want people that are going to take action. Right? I am an action-oriented person. The people I want to gather are going to take action. That's an identity person that is talking to project an identity or attraction. So if you're receiving my message, it's because if you're going to work with me, you're also going to take action. If you're not going to take action, then I'm not for you. We're not for each other. Right? That's... He was sharing, he's like, let me just tell you guys, in other words, this is my lid, right? And so, I see Thomas there, right? So that's why if Thomas, right, is eight or nine, he's going to easily attract people like this that are hungry to get to the higher levels of awareness. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Right? Now, if you're a five, you'd be like, well, I'm going to go talk to fours, threes, and twos, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, can they grow? Yeah, that's the beauty of our system. They can grow, Right? I think when I started here, I was probably three or four in terms of what I saw myself in business. But I had to grow. How do I grow? Three ways. Write these down. There's three ways that you grow here. And if you don't do this, you do so at your own peril. Books you read. That's number one. But right now, the book of the month is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. A phenomenal book in terms of psychology. Mm -hmm. Right? So the books you read raises your lid. Okay? Because you're feeding your mind. And that's something that, as a leader here, right, that I need to make you guys very aware of, of what you're feeding yourself. Just like some of you that are like, well, I, I don't eat meat, and I, I, I'm very healthy. And I meet people that are very health conscious, but in terms of what they feed their mind is absolute pollution. Right? If you're one of those people that you wake up and the first thing you do is go right to social media to see what everyone else is doing, or you turn on Fox News or CNN, that's garbage. Garbage in, garbage out. Right? Be, be very conscious of what you're feeding your mind. Right? Because if you think the world is crazy, it's because you, right? That's, that was one of Albert Einstein's greatest, greatest quotes. He says, you only have really two choices in, in your life. Do I live in a hostile or friendly universe? And they both coexist at any given time. I choose to live in a friendly universe. The other one is what you're doing here. Meetings you attend. The meetings you attend. What meetings are you attending, right? This is one of them because this is a power of association here, right? You're attending a meeting with other high identity people. And it's already proven that if you go hang out with five smokers, you're probably going to become a smoker yourself. You go hang around with five people that are unhealthy, you're probably going to be unhealthy yourself. Right? You hang around with dreamers and chasers of those dreams, that's probably going to rub off on you too. Make sense? So that leads us to the last one, which is the people you associate with. And I am, every leader in here, right, I've never been like, 
I'm never the kind of leader, and nor is any leader that I'm training, is that if somebody from not my team says, hey, Carlo, can we hang out for lunch, man? I want to hang out. Can we hang out on the weekend? I don't really. Sorry, bro. All right. I don't like you, Anthony. All right. You know, we always want to make sure that we open. We're open. We have, like, leadership invitation. We're like, come hang out. Right, come see how we pro. Right, we're 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 just normal people. We just have extraordinary hunger, man. We just nothing about us is average and ordinary. You know, what are most people doing right now on Monday night? Netflix, Netflix and chill right now, right? Just dumb stuff. And I get it, right? And I know some of you are sacrificing all the time away from your kids, right? I'm just, me too. But I'm willing to sacrifice something short term for long term benefit. That's why you're here, right? So that's the benefit of this as well. So this, this cannot be understated, right? And it must be overemphasized so you understand. Leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. Right, and that's the business we're in. Uh, I'm not looking for a yes person, I'm looking for someone that says, hey, I got it, Carlo, deuces, I'm out. I wanna go do my own thing. I wanna go open up my own office, I wanna go build my own team. Right, that's what you're here to do. Are you gonna have internal conflicts? Hell yeah, you are. And this is important because some of you come from this stuff, right? And it's possible for life to lead you faster than your mentality can handle. Meaning, right, is that sometimes the business, this experience is going to propel you to a level that everyone sees you as up here, but internally you see yourself as down here. That may happen. So it's possible for life to lead you faster than your mentality. And that's okay. Meaning, you got the promotion, but you still see yourself controlling us for you back where you started. Higher levels of leadership actually mean that you can handle conflict and controversy without breaking down. You know, and one thing about being a leader is you're going to be criticized. This is all from T.D. Jake. I love T.D. Jakes. But this is the thing is like, everybody wants, you know, the, the golden egg, right? Everybody wants to win at the highest levels. But most people can't handle it because they can't handle the responsibility. So when people think, well, I want to have the corporate job. I want to be in upper level management. Why do they, what are they paying you for? They're paying you for conflict, right? That happens at levels of leadership. There's things that I've, that I've experienced in the last two years as a leader. Had I experienced that five years ago, I probably wouldn't have made it. You know, so new levels bring new devils, right? And you know, you ever been at a point where you feel like you're gonna, you know, break, but you didn't break, hmm. right? That'll happen here. And I now realize I had to go through that. Because when I'm going through that, I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this happening to me? Right? Like, this is the last shit I need right now, man. Right? This is just one other obstacle. And as I'm going through it, it reminds me of a Tony Robbins saying, when people succeed, they party. But when people fail, they ponder. And why is it important to ponder? reflection you go internal right and that's something that Joe Dispenza is teaching us right is that well, why do you wait for crisis to go internal and most people that's when they finally go internal they're like oh I, can, I, need to, I need to tune in and tap into something more but they wait for diagnosis bankruptcy divorce is it not true that you have had probably your biggest breakthroughs of your life in times of your greatest defeat so why would the future defeats any be better, right? So now you need to associate the right meaning. 
So one of the most important factors as a leader is that you associate the right meaning when an event has taken place. Meaning, don't mistake the end for the beginning. Sometimes you're gonna go to this business and be like, dude, I can't take this anymore, this is too tough. And then you start listening to yourself talk, like, oh my God, I sound like I'm a defeated crybaby right now. And then I start saying, okay, this is definitely happening for me, not to me, but why is this happening for me? What do I need to do differently? How could I have handled that better? What could I have said? Okay, let me retrace my steps here. Who's thought like that before, mm -hmm. right? And then you kind of like, okay, let's do this again, and then breakthrough. And then you, and then doors open. Every time I've gone through some major adversity, I'm always like, I start associating, like, all right, man, something good's about to happen because I'm being pulled to the next level of leadership, right? And you're gonna take it, right? As a leader, I get credit. I get so many, you know, some of you guys are there. I get people that say, man, this needs to be better. This sucks. That sucks. Easy to say when you're when you're in the follower position, right? You know. Because I used to do this shit to dog all the time, bro. You suck at this, you suck at that, this needs to get better, this is bullshit, bro. Like, why would why we do this? Why would we do that? Why are we doing this, right? And he would just be like, okay, bro, like, what do we want, right? And he's like, all right, let's, let's work it out, let's do this better. But I have so much more respect for him now, now that I'm a leader. Because I deal with it too, with it too for my people, right? And I'm like, shit, what comes around really does go around, <laughs> right? Nobody's perfect. You know, and that's something that you got to start really accepting now is you got to be flexible. Yes, we want optimal performance. Yes, we want everything to be at peak performance level. But are you still going to fail? Yes, you are. You're still going to screw it up in some way or another, right? You're not going to be perfect. Now, the point is, can you still move forward with imperfection? And write this down because it's something that is a struggle for many people is be patient with people's shortcomings. <laughs> be patient with people's shortcomings. You are very patient, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot of practice, trust me. Yeah. And that's the thing I'm learning about the paradigms in, in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Right? People are not going to change at the level that you did. People are not going to grow at the level that you did. You are you and uniquely you. People got stuff, man. So you have to be patient with them and say, okay. I need to empathize and understand what this person is going through and say, look, how can I help this person instead of being like, what, man? You see what I'm saying? Right? Very important, okay? The fact that you're going to go through challenges, right, is evidence that you're being pulled to the next level of leadership. So just know that. So as a leader, I realized that I had to go through this myself so that when I see you go through it, and I can just see it all over your body language, I'm just going to be like... <laughs> right? Oh, I love doing that to Isaac. Like, Welcome to the dance, my brother. <laughs> right? He's like, damn. Right? He's a 26-year-old. He's got some gray hairs popping out sometimes. Right? Well, today was just popping. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth, right? And so just know that what you dish out, you will get back because this business entrepreneurship is the best spiritual game on the planet because it has a way of humbling you all the time. You must embrace delayed gratification here. If you're not willing to give this two years, you're wasting your time. We follow the laws of nature here, natural laws of the universe. Right? And this ain't some airy-fairy, you know, new age psych, you know, term. If you plant an avocado tree, I don't care how godly you are and 
how much you, you know, walk old ladies across the street, right? You know, you still have, there is a time to plant and there's a time to harvest. It's like some people that they start books and they get halfway through them and then they're like, you know, I haven't finished a book ever, right? One of my teammates told me, I was like, how you do it, and write this down, how you do anything is how you do everything. If you start books and finish them halfway through, what else do you start and finish halfway through? Pretty much a lot of stuff in your life. Your circumstances do not make you. They reveal you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Your circumstances do not make you. They reveal you. Right? They reveal you. Who are you? Don't give up what you want most for what you want now. And that's what many people do. They sell their will. You know, those... I've had people that like, man, you know, um, I have this team, we have a teammate, and she, she's about to be a former teammate, unfortunately, but she had so much potential, and what she really wants was to win at the highest levels of success, but her job dangled a carrot, right, of like a $10,000 per year or more raise, and she's kind of, but now she's working more hours than she was before. Right? You know, and I'm like, is that worth it? Don't give up what you want most for what you want now. And that's what happens. People take the, the microwave route. Like, oh, they're going to give me that money now. I get to get more of my paycheck now. But what is five years? Like that. Right? So be careful, guys. Be willing to pay the price. The biggest internal conflict you're going to have is fear. And, you know, if you don't feel fear doing this, then you're not normal. I've had fear. Most people, the reason they don't do the business is because of fear. And it's the biggest internal conflict, right? And how many people, I don't want to start a business because I may fail. I don't want to get married because I'm going to get a divorce. I don't want to buy a house because I might lose it. Right? And the best we can all hope for in this room is to die in our sleep. But make no mistake about it, ain't nobody leaving this place alive. Right? Risk is pretty much part of our creed for life. Right? I'm not talking about taking stupid risks, but risk is necessary for evolution. If you're not willing to grow, then you're in the wrong business if you're not willing to grow. Right? The difference is not about what I'm going to get, it's about who I'm going to become. The difference is not about what, you, what I'm going to get, it's about who I'm going to become. There is a, what do you call it, a vibration of frequency, so to speak. No matter what, I can't hear what's going on on 98.7 FM on 93.3. No matter how much I will it, no matter how much I think that's what needs to happen. How come I can't hear 98.7 on 93.3? Right? Does that make sense? So, you can't talk about, I want prosperity while acting and thinking broke. You're trying to hear 98.7 on 93.3, it ain't working. Does that make sense? You gotta start, you gotta tune into the frequency, right? It's based on how you think. And that's what many people do, is that they're thinking. And, you know, I've gotten so fixated on the mind so much in this business that I love the mind. It's my favorite subject to study is the human mind. And that everything that we experience in life is, you know, I know if I'm not getting something that I really want and I've been working at it, I'm unconscious of something that I need to fix here. Like, what is it that I need to fix in here, right? Because we don't know what we don't know, and was you know we how many thoughts does the human mind think every day? Eighty thousand, seventy, sixty, eighty. Sixty thousand. 
60,000 thoughts per day. You remember all 60,000 thoughts? Right? You start off every morning, this is a Joe Dispenza exercise. These are the five thoughts that I want to consistently think about today. And by the end of the day, I said, do you remember, were you conscious when you were thinking those five thoughts? No, you lost consciousness. The program took over. Your subconscious mind took over. So be careful with your subconscious programs, right? And I've, I used to catch myself talking action, because do you think about what you think about? And there's times that, even me, I was like, I'm pretty self-confident. And there's times where I can catch my own mind saying, Carlo, you can't cut the mustard, bro. Are you serious, man? You think people are going to follow you? Are you good enough? You think you're good enough? I don't think you're good enough, man. You're not good at this. You're not good at that. I'm like, whoa. And I found through, like, just feeling my emotions. I'm like, why do I feel doubt right now? Why do I feel negative? Because something creeped in the back door, and the boys started talking. So I had to, like, got you, boys, right? <laughs> right, you know? And you have to go conscious on it, right? And I said, okay, what do I want to think about? Okay, I am great. I'm good. I'm a great leader. I know people follow me. I know I'm a good person. And I, I had to take conscious control of the vehicle. And I just do it over and over and over again until that became a habitual way of thinking. You're going to have to do that too. Those are the internal conflicts. You will have them, and you're also going to have the external ones. And there's a lot of growing pains, a lot of imperfections, a lot of things, right? The leaders are the ones that encounter the sticker briars and the thorns because they're doing something that's never been done before. And if you want to have something that you've never had, then you be prepared because you're about to do things that you've never done in your life, right? But I've never done, I've never done life insurance. I don't think I'll be good at it. I'm like, well, no shit, right? It's like saying you never played golf, or like, no, I'm, I swung the golf club once. I can't play golf. Like, how many times have you swung just once, right? I believe in the rule that to master anything, ten thousand hours. And I want to be a mastery, right? Most people are not about mastery. Most people are about addicted to new information, right? And I learned that from Tony Robbins. He's like, I realize most people are addicted to learning. And the mind, your mind is addicted because your mind constantly needs to be stimulated with something new because it's, oh, it's nice to learn something new. But here's the, here's the wrong thing about that. You don't implement it. Mm -hmm. So what point is it to have all this information? That's what school has wired us to be. There's a lot of people that know a lot, but do you do what you know? No. So what the hell is the point to know a lot if you don't do what you know, right? How can you, you know, how can you get a degree, like I have a master's degree and a master's in business, but you get results as if you're so stupid, right? Why is that happening? Because you know a lot, but you don't do what you know. And for here, right? According to Joe Dispenza, you lose that stuff, all the stuff that you learn, you make all these new connections and stuff, but if you don't use it or repeat it or anything, it trims away, it goes away. Absolutely, man, you know, and so you're going to have haters, guys, right? And so just because people, you know, just because people are going to shoot arrows at you doesn't mean that they shot you, all right? And that's what people fear. Like, if you fear rejection or probably the thing I struggled with in my 20s was approval. Like, if someone told me, like, hey, I don't like Carlo, like, that was devastating for me. <laughs> what? what did I say? What did I do? Because that's not to me, right? The way I was raised, that's my biggest insecurity was losing you, right? And you must rid yourself, right? Write this down. This is a great way to direct quote. Rid yourself of the good opinion of others. Notice he said, rid yourself, not rid yourself of the opinion of others, but rid yourself of the good opinion of others. Why? Because if you are always seeking good opinion from others, you become addicted to other people's beliefs about you. 
What, what, what other people think about you is none of your damn business. Because you can't control that. So you have to, you got to work on you. And anytime you're doing something new, people always reject it at first. So can you stay the course? And I'm talking like, and I'm hoping the people I'm talking to in this room that I'm going to see in 2030. Hey man, how long you and Thomas go back? How much time you got, bro? Mm -hmm. Right? There's times, right, I've been with this guy, and I'll tell you right now, Isaac and I have been in business three years, right? There's times that we've had some very heartfelt communications. Has there been nights of tears sometimes, bro? Has there been nights of doubt? Has there been nights of uncertainty? Has there been nights of like, damn, bro, are we going to make it? Absolutely. Right? Uh, we've sacrificed that, right? So this, this is my, my foxhole buddy. We've been in combat. Right? We've fought the good fight. We've got our ass kicked a few times. We've had like, damn, bro, we lick our wounds, and sometimes we're like, are we nuts, bro? We're coming back for more after we got our asses handed to us? Yeah. But there's something in that, right, I love, because you're in business for yourself and not by yourself. That's where that camaraderie goes here, right? Because I know what this guy's capable of. Like, we've been at war, right? You know, and we're still at, but we're better because of it, you know? So I'm telling, like, I tell my wife, like, this muffle knows me better than, you know, I let him in too much, right? <laughs> but I trust him because, you know, mentorship requires nudity. It absolutely does. You know, and a lot of times you'd be faking to your mentor because you don't want to be open because if they know too much about me, I don't want them to see me, like, look down on me. Ain't no one in this room without sin, man. Ain't no one in this room without dirt. All of us have shit, right? It's okay, right? Find people that you can be open with, right? This is a place where not none of us are perfect here, but we support each other here emotionally. So, in the last slide, this is good training? Yeah. The last slide is uh, emotional intelligence, which is probably much our ethos here. How well do you handle your emotions? You're going to get tired. You're going to get upset. People are going to say things, clients, teammates, leadership, even me, right? We may bump heads from time to time. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with this. Why do you do this? Why do you say that, right? I never mean no mouth, no harm, right? But you got to have a high emotional IQ. You know, if I have a problem with you, the only person that's going to know about that is you. And that's what we want, you know, and write this down. Deal direct or let it go. Right? Gossip is a cancer for a team. And so one, I have zero tolerance for, cancer, for, uh, for gossip. Right? We constructively criticize, you know, like, hey, this, you, need, you know, I think this person needs to get better here or there. But at no point do I ever say, hey, bro, can I tell you about Thomas? I don't like this about him. I don't like this about him. Why does he do this? Why does he do that? Blah, 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 blah. Right? Why does Isaac have to know about that? If I have a problem with Thomas, I'm going to tell you, Thomas, can I talk to you for a second? They probably got an issue about something you said or did. Deal direct, right? Or let it go. You know, that's conflict resolution at its highest, right? I like it when people are direct. You must clear, this is one of my favorite things in emotional intelligence, you must clear the debris in a non-emotional way. Alright? Nobody, don't, when you have an issue with somebody or you're upset, right, don't overreact. If you bring emotion to it, you're making a mountain out of a molehill, right? Be careful that you don't put people in the defense. Before you speak, think, right? Never make a final decision when you're down. I've had people like, I think I'm about to quit because you're going through a lot of shit right now. 
So you're talking about making a long-term decision when you're not in the right state of mind. Give yourself time to think it over, right? Get in the right state and then rethink this. And maybe you realize it was just the circumstance you were in. You know, you gotta get, yeah, this is so. The number one reason that's gonna attribute to your success is this. I promise you that for every person in here. Right? It is the most powerful, powerful force in the human spirit is emotions, which is, stands for energy and emotion. How you're feeling is based on your emotions, not you. You need to learn how to override those emotions. Right? And it's hard sometimes. There's many times where I'm just like, all right, man, it's time. <laughs> Leaders have to be the voice of reason. Okay? So, with that being said, I just want to hear from a few people. What did you get from tonight? What did you get from tonight's training, man? Well, it was great. It was, um, what, fourth, fourth time coming? And it was the next step of information I needed. Um, just the way you broke down. So tax now, tax later, tax advantage. I, that's when I want to start learning about all these different types of retirement plans. Um, you broke down the 401k, 403b, Roth IRA, just all this stuff. I'm trying to learn IUL, annuities. Um, and then this is how you're presenting it to people too, so it's good for me to see, because I'm, I'm sitting in a spot that eventually I'll have the knowledge and someone will be me where they don't know anything and they're um, it's gonna switch roles, so I just like to talk. Good, thank you for your feedback, friend. And it's good that you process it. And that's why I say don't ever miss training, because these are where the goodies are, man. Right? This is where you build a lot, you know, the field but also know that the field is primary. Mm -hmm. This is secondary to the field. Yeah. Don't ever mistake this for the primary. Yeah. Sometimes people say, I've been coming to training, how come I'm not getting results? Right? It's like saying, I've been going to swim class, how come I don't know how to swim? Mm -hmm. Right? This is instruction. Yeah. Right? You got to get in the water. Yeah. Water's the field, right? Jan, what'd you get? Well, it's nice to see the breakdown of certain things that you did there. And then mm -hmm. go into where you said um, you are. You're gonna, you are where you're at. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so there's a lot of different things that have <laughs> you've written down or you've done that I feel like just within the last few days have like transpired. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're doing this law of the lid, I just told him yesterday I was trying to get on his level. I was trying to get up to his level. <laughs> so I was like, I just said that. <laughs> like, um, and there's just the other things that you're just you're talking about, like this I'm dealing with at my current job like yeah this is why I cannot stay where I'm at mm -hmm. because of the leadership that is, is there wow. because they don't have this yeah and I want to be somewhere else I just want to be where I can you know, so I love that you said that and take that you know like what she said that if you're not a leader that teaches emotional intelligence or practices it or, or incorporates into your culture, people will, in your team will be like that, like, my leader doesn't have that, so I went somewhere where they did. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's very important. But you see also the whole lot of it, I want to get on his level because she, there's influence there that Thomas has. So he's influencing me to become more, but you can only, you have to be more in order to help someone become more. Right? Very important, right? Well said, Thomas, what did you get today, man? Uh, I, I love hearing 
I love the tax now, tax later, tax advantage, man. Just breaking everything down. That's why I ask a lot of questions too, because I just everything I ask you, and it just I just feel like it just ingrains in it too, because. Just like with Anthony, you know, I what I like about what we do is like this is a platform where I can grow a team while still learning. Like I don't know everything about this just yet. Like I'm soaking in it really good and I'm like getting it down really fast. But uh, I, I just like you, I want to be able to just like just be the expert in this room. Just comes. I just know just like the back of my hand, and I can really thoroughly help someone that's across from me because I understand all of this. And then also just like anything, like I said, I want to be able to bring people on. Like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. This, this is what you need to know. This is what you need to do. So it's like nice to be able to learn it and and but also still grow at the same time. You know? Exactly. Did you get that? Mm -hmm. That's exactly. So remember, you're in business for yourself. You're not by yourself. Mm -hmm. Because just like, well, I want to be able to offer my people something, right? Here's our philosophy. You're gonna know what you know, man. And you'll know who knows what you don't know. And that's all you need to know. All right? That's it, dude. You know, it's like, I don't know everything. So I put in, you know, like, for me, you know, people say, Carlo, you're Spanish, you speak Spanish, but you need to be, you need to practice like your Spanish. I'm like, that's gonna take a lot of time. What if I just go find a good Spanish speaker, mm -hmm. right? I just chose to do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's double down on your strengths and recruit out your weaknesses. Yeah. Does that make sense? I thought about that during the meeting. Like, I know we're trying to, you guys, there's like a large Hispanic population in San Diego. Mm -hmm. There's also a large Filipino population. Oh yeah. Why don't we have any? I'm like, if I'm hey. gonna, if I'm gonna recruit someone, I'm gonna get Michelle Lavista. I'm gonna try to I want to find you know a good sharp right Filipino, and I want to find a good sharp African American right rule. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. someone that has that kind of influence in that market. Because those are great markets here in San Diego, right? Mm -hmm. Those have influence, yeah. yeah. Right. That's the truth, right? Jessica, what'd you get? Um. The picture with the the boss, and then he's on the chair, and then with like cracking whips. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that looks like my old job. It's like corporate, and the leaders up here, and you know, he's telling everybody how bad job they're doing, and everybody's morale is down. But you know, I like the second picture where it's the leader. He's leading the way, and he's like, like, let's go. You know, just showing them the way, and. You know, making you feel good about yourself. So I know I've seen it before, but I like it. Good. That's what we want to do here, guys. Right? You know, it's good. Love it. Great feedback, right? Miss Brian, what'd you get, bud? That was incredible. I feel like that should be in the welcome email when you sign up, like for real, because which part? The leadership is part. Before, so in the first email <coughs> that you get, the very first thing that they that you get sent to is to go do um, the upward bound training. And if you're not already sold on the vision, the upward bound training is hard to be like, okay, I'm just like, I'm focused, I'm focused on this, I'm focused on this. But hearing you go through it, you make it make so much sense and you're like, oh my God, this is exactly why I want to do it. Like, because like you said, it's the Swiss army knife of life insurance. I didn't, like I'm going through the training and I'm seeing all the different things that it does, but when you break it down, it just makes so much more sense than than this other stuff that I've been going through. So I loved it. That was very enlightening. Good. That was incredible good. training. Okay, good, good, awesome. That's what we want to do, guys, right? Good, you know, so Cielo, thank you so much for holding out today, bro. Thank you. And, um, and I, I'd love for you to speak, bro. I know you came in the tail end of that, but just, you know, you're, you're getting a lot of results right now, you know, and this, and, and you didn't start out that way, guys, right? And I think right now, if someone that I think is worthy of being duplicated in terms of running the process the way as I, 
Right. He, he didn't come here knowing any of this stuff. You know, he went out and got a lot of experience. Uh, in his three years here, he's probably done a few thousand appointments. You know, so those build on your experiences. But uh, I don't know, man. What are you feeling? What can you kind of tell these guys? What kind of what, what it takes? Or where you're at? <clears throat> I've, um, for me, I'm a very analytical person. I came in the same way you guys are all came in. It's like, shit, I don't want to do nothing that might hurt someone else. Because if you're here, the bottom line is because you're a good person. So for me, I think the biggest thing that has clicked and getting a recruit, because he's recruited already, and being able to service an individual is developing the, the, the your levels of leadership. Yes. And um, people want... People want an opportunity. People want what we do. Everybody wants to save money. If we think about it, I want to be able to save more money, right? Mm -hmm. Do we want to earn more interest? Yes. Yeah. Then why are we not being successful? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like where I'm at is, I come with the truth. Like I am right now is, is I know what the truth is. For me, I'm very analytical and I started to want to learn so much, 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 right? and I went in and read so, so much, and then it kind of like clicked. I'm like, Isaac, your insecurities are making you waste time. When at the end of the day, it's not what people hear, it's how they feel. So when I walk into someone's home, I know I'm going to help them out. I was telling this guy, Robert is, he had really good questions. He's like, this is like, a, it feels like a pyramid and I've been in one and I don't want to be in one. Like, you were very logical, but right now you showed this to me. I don't know how I feel. And I'm like, voice your concerns. And he was like, well, I'm like, let me tell you and take you into history. And I explained the differences from normal industry to Primerica industry and where we fall into place. And he loved it. So... Back then, let's say two years from now, two years ago, I would have been destroyed in the appointment I just did now. Because he was talking CPAs, BPAs, all of this jargon. But at the end of the day, he's across my desk. And I hold the skillet. I have the handle in my hand. Right? At the end of the day, it's my decision if I give you a shot or not. At the end of the day, I decide if I'm going to give you the goodies or not. At the end of the day, decide if your whole future and your whole retirement is set or not. So that is where my confidence is at, is that people need exactly what we do, and they need it yesterday. It's not even about the money, and I told them, bro, I don't give a shit about the money. I'm not here for the money. I'm in financial services. It would be stupid to think that I'm not going to make money. You think I care about six figures? Like, I care about in 20 years, this company being a billion-dollar company, and I own 20, 30% of this, and making a 300 million check. Mm -hmm. That's the Mayweather type of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, it's, it's, it's a necessity. For me, the biggest thing I did is I decided to move my insecurities and just go with a logical, right? Just thinking how Elon Musk, in the, when the year started, I didn't know he was telling you I wanted to start thinking more like Elon Musk mm -hmm. and go with the logical. And the logical thing of what we do is 
We all are going to die. We all need to save money. We all want to earn better interest rates. We don't want to be risky. Perfect. Let's move forward. So that's where I'm at, man. I'm very, right now, very simple, very direct with the individuals. Uh, right now, more than ever, people are very hungry and more hungry for emotional intelligence, more hungry for being a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. For me, I, I've just had to work more on myself and just look more into the mirror. And as I've grown in the leadership positions, I've been, you know, pulled stress from the sides, from the bottom, from the up. You know, there's pressure from everywhere. But I love this. And that's, why, that's what I chose. I chose this because I'm a bit sadistic. I'm a bit crazy. I'm right now going to go to work and I got to wake up super early because I got to be back into my at a.m. And I um, I love to do what everybody is not doing because I know that I'm going to be and I'm succeeding. That's that's the reality. I don't want no breaks. I don't want no time. I want to keep moving forward. Right? And I don't do this for the money. I do this for the time. I tell my clients, I'm here because I, I believe and I see a perspective of time. And the biggest thing I'm going to give you is, yeah, I'm going to help you with retirement. Yeah, I'm going to help you with proper coverage. But I'm going to save you time. Because I'm going to save you money. So, it's been a phenomenal ride, man. And I'm very, very happy and thankful to be in this room with you guys. And uh, it's awesome to be around people that are hungry people that want to do something better, people that want to do and create an impact. And I was showing you, I saw this picture, because it's not perfect, guys. It's not, it's not, it's small beginnings. We are right now all trailblazing and creating this. And just look at this picture, guys. This is the number one individual. Yeah. This is the individual that right now is worth almost a trillion dollars. Yeah. The richest man in the world, 19 years ago. <coughs> Look at where he started. Does it look nice? Does it look like Mac? Does it look simple? Does it look fresh? Does it look intelligent, articulate? Wow. Does he have a Ferrari? Because people say, you drive that? Yeah, I'm driving that. I don't give a shit. But that is where... So the camera. But that is what it is. You know, I see that and I see myself in that office nights. <laughs> I see that. I'm like, shit, I'm there. Difference off, it's all messed up, and it's all dirty papers everywhere. We need to have more structure. You, we have our whiteboard there. We got the Carlos bag is in the ground. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry for the messes. We like to work out and take care of us. And um, but that's why I love this stage because here is where we are being filtered from the weak to the strong. You guys have noticed it, how we are being filtered. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they're, well, they're new, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're the new, but yes. <laughs> and only the one. strong survive. The strong in what aspect? In their self-belief. That's it. Like, in your, in your self-belief, I believe that I can... Like I saw 20,000 or whatever, and I'm like, shit, I, I got to make 160,000 a month. That's what I'm looking at. That's my number. That's my number, minimum. You know why? Because that is my self-belief. Mm -hmm. 
So my self-belief is that, man. Is I exactly, I know that what I'm doing is the best. Why? Because the companies that we represent are the best. So any CPA, CFP, any lawyers, any, any type of agent can come at me right now and I know exactly what I do, how I do it, and why I do it. And they can walk because I'm confident. So I feel that way. Damn. Right. That's good. <laughs> so, okay, so wrapping up, I know it's over, but what's our vision? How many? Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand. your subconscious, right? You know, and that's gonna. We are the beneficiaries of that vision fulfilled. Right? The ones that get it there. Now, for the person that comes in, it's like, wow, that's a nice company, bro. How many people are here? Oh, there's five thousand. Oh, it's legit, dog. This is nice, man. It's gonna be nice coming to that company like that, but it's gonna be even better for the person that was like, you remember when that office that we show that we're, we're gonna show mm -hmm. that difference office, right? And be like, oh my god, that was you guys, right? Call yeah. Jeff Bezos Holy office. cow! You guys <laughs> you have come right. a long way. I saw that. Yeah, it's wild. Twenty <laughs> more years. <laughs> we get the opportunity, right? And that's my philosophy. I, I think people either say, "Man, I wish I would have," or "I'm glad I did." All right, that's the point. So guys, so Saturday is going to be really good. Okay, we're going to take everyone on the field. So you kind of see what Isaac did in there. We're going to kind of do a mock so you see, okay, how do you, uh, I need to know what the field looks like. Um, I know you got a few appointments, right? Like nothing. And we're going to get you there. Um, I sent you a text about, because uh, I know you say it's available, so I don't know if you want to set up a time to fast start them. Um, but if you can, I can. And we want to get you going, bro. Right? You'll, you'll, you'll like that. Um, any questions about anything? Go forth and do great things, right?